Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is the early morning show. Adam Crowley with you. 412-928-9370, the number to call. You ring me up, I'll put you right on the air. You can hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley, the early morning show. Presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. I'm scrolling through Twitter. I see some trending topics. They threw beans on him. World War III. And erection. No idea what the hell's going on. You tell me. I also on Twitter yesterday posted a photo of Aaron Rodgers photoshopped into a Pittsburgh Steelers color rush uniform. It was from Pro Football Focus. I just threw it out there for the people. It has 106,000 impressions, 60 retweets, 326 comments. The second I posted it, I muted the comments, didn't want to deal with it, but I wanted to see what happened. And oh my God, the internet. I mean, I knew what I was doing. It's a troll move. It ain't that serious. People coming after me. I can't believe you're doing this. You did this last year. Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers. Never going to happen. Yeah, I know it's not going to happen. Don't care. I think it's funny. You can stir people up about anything. It was a trial balloon. I wanted to see how things would turn out. And, well, it turned out <laughs> even more internet-y than I thought it would. 106,000 impressions. 326 comments and 60 retweets. Why do I even try to post anything good on social media? Why not just post crap? I saw, and this isn't where I wanted to start, but I'll start here anyway. Sports Illustrated had a bunch of layoffs. And then you look at ESPN, and outside the lines moved over just to the digital platform. They no longer have it on their proper station. And you get people like Dan Lebitard, whom I love, by the way, listen to his podcast every day, talking about the end of journalism. How does ESPN rip this away from the people? How does Sports Illustrated get off firing all kinds of writers, real journalists? And the answer is you, not Dan, but you, the general you, the consumer, all of you. You don't want journalism. You want takes. You want opinion. And you want opinion that jives with your own opinion. I post a photo that I didn't even make. Pro Football Focus gets credit in the top right corner because I do have some standards. And the thing blows up. Meanwhile, if I reported some actual story, it'd get like 70 looks. 
And Dan's asking, why? What happened to journalism? You. You are what happened to journalism, people. You don't want it. Your eyeballs don't find it. And I also do think there's a difference between sports journalism, sports reporting, beat writers, this, that. There is journalism that is done, but it ain't all the time that serious. It depends on who's doing it. It depends what the role is. But entertainment ain't as serious as real journalism. And Outside the Lines did real journalism. Dug up some real stuff over the years. Where's it going? I can't believe ESPN did this. Well, people don't watch. People don't care. And if people don't care, and they're not going to watch, it's going to go bye-bye. If people ain't reading SI stories on whatever real stuff is going on in the world of sports because it's long form and there's just not an appetite for it, well, listen, I wish that wasn't the case, but when Sports Illustrated gets rid of all these people, they get rid of them because it makes sense for them. I don't blame Sports Illustrated. I don't blame ESPN. I blame the consumer. That's a little rant. That's not where I wanted to start today. But all these comments on that picture kill me. F you, Crowley. Why would you say this? He can't wear Bradshaw's number. Oh, good Lord. This isn't journalism. No, it's not. It's a photo. 412-928-9370. What's up? You're on the early morning show. Crowley, Crowley. Stiz, Stiz, Stiz. I knew you were going to call in because you tweeted me 38 minutes ago and you said 38 minutes which meant you it was the it. countdown to the show. It also right. had sort of, you ever watch that movie, The Ring? It kind of made yeah. me feel like you were going to kill me in 38 minutes. Not going to lie. Come right through the phone, bro. You know how I get down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about that. I apologize. Well, first and foremost, I apologize by yesterday because I was coming with the heat with the Penguins, but I'm past that. I fell asleep. We're cool. But let's talk about your Twitter poll. Najee Harris, top five running back. <laughs> I am I am coming out in Pittsburgh. If you're listening, that's a big negative, okay? And I'm going to explain to you why. Uh, I, I don't see. I, I always relate back to, to to Bell. I mean, that's the that's the player before him, and you were used to that running style. Nazi comes in. I mean, he don't don't get it twisted. He tore it up his first year, you know, and he and he has that ability, but. He looks slow, and he's hesitant at times to hit that hole. And with that offensive line being, I don't know, mediocre at best, and hopefully this draft comes up and we can uh, replace the uh, missing pieces or, or fix the missing pieces, do whatever it takes to, to maybe possibly him to shine maybe this year. Uh, and if he doesn't, he's gone. I, I don't see – I just don't see it. Well, thank no, you for the call, Stiz. And let me tell you something, you know, buddy. Brother. 24 hours till the next phone call, huh? 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 You know, brother. Hey, later. Later. That's Stiz. He hangs up on himself. I don't even have to hit the button. Yeah, Twitter poll out today, fan morning show. Marshawn Lynch on the I Am Athlete podcast said Najee Harris is a top five running back in the NFL. I vehemently disagree. I thought in the second half of the season, he looked a lot more like a first-round pick than he did the beginning part of the season when he looked like a total bust when he was being compared to Trent Richardson and guys like that. But I do have expectations, and this might be lofty. I think the Steelers should have a top-five rushing attack in the NFL next year. They're either going to have an offensive line that has grown together and has continuity, which got better as the season wore on with Pat Meyer doing a good job as the offensive line coach, or they're going to have an offensive line that's mostly tied together from last year, 
but with an added player or two with pedigree on top of it that they get from the draft. So I think the line should be better either way next year, and it was good in run blocking last season. Najee Harris, I think, can be a top 10 running back in the NFL. I think we saw more flashes of that in the second half, and I think Jalen Warren's a dude. And I think the Steelers found that new philosophy, something Mike Tomlin's been loath to do with that two running back kind of system. If they stick to that and Najee Harris can be fresh, now I think we're talking. And we know that they don't want to open things up. They want to go with the antithesis of the rest of the National Football League. They would rather run the ball and play defense than throw it all over the yard with their first-round quarterback. Maybe he grows a little bit and they'll expand a tad this year. But I expect great things from the Steelers' rushing attack next year. And if they don't do great things, well, I mean, that's a huge red flag. Not that there haven't been many for Matt Canada and for the Steelers as a whole. I am buying hard on Jalen Warren, and I'm buying hard on the run blocking of this offensive line. So forget about Najee Harris, just the singular being. The running attack next year should be really, really good. And if it's not, they got problems. If it's not, they ain't going to be a playoff team. That's for sure. Hi, you're on the early morning show. What's up, Crowley? It's Damian. What up, buddy? Uh, nothing much. Uh, I was just going to speak on Najee Harris. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be top five, but I think that Steelers definitely can't have a top five rushing attack with the line him and Jalen Warren. I think uh, on his best day, he's like a Derrick Henry light kind of guy. Um, just not as explosive, but uh, light, light. this year. Yeah, thank you for the call, Damien. I mean, that's where I am. I think Najee Harris is a good player when he's healthy. He wasn't healthy the first half of the season, was playing with a steel plate in his foot. Now, I said that the steel plate wasn't in his head, and thus he still should have been able to hit holes faster. I didn't think he was seeing things clearly, but who knows if the injury is making him think I'm not sure. I'm not a running backs coach. I'm not Eric Bieniemy, But I do think when healthy, he's good enough. And if you have Jalen Warren splitting a lot of the carries and with an offensive line that's going to return everybody, if not better players, then yeah, I think the running attack needs to be outstanding next year. If they want to go where Art Rooney II says is the goal, and that's make the playoffs and, hey, see what happens, they're going to need to be an elite rushing attack next year, and that should be the expectation. If they fall flat on that, then heads need to roll. But it ain't like I haven't been saying heads need to roll for a while here. 412-928-9370. I do love, and I got this tweet from Damian, Crowley throwing grenades in the chat and leaving is hilarious. How dare you besmirch Kenny Pickett's honor? Kenny will find himself at the end of his ayahuasca journey. That's all I was doing. I tend to do that. Hey, try to throw a little bomb out there and see how people react. Some people just like to see the world burn. And that's what I did with my Aaron Rodgers tweet. And it proves to me that people don't need good content, which is sad. Good content, I think, still wins at the end of the day. But man, people will just react to anything you put out there. Rumor, innuendo, hell. They say a picture's worth a thousand words. For me, it's worth 106,000 impressions. How about this tweet from Ryan Scarpino, former Steelers PR guy? Scarpino put out there, neither the Pens, Pirates, nor Steelers won a playoff game series since two, from 2018 through 2021. This also happened from 80 to 83. If the Pens missed the playoffs, coughing, not getting emotional, 
If the Pens miss the playoffs or don't win a first-round series, it'll be the longest combined postseason winless streak in Pittsburgh sports history by the big three. That's where we are right now. And the thing is, I haven't accepted it. I don't like it. It doesn't tickle me. It doesn't bring me any joy. But even in that kind of streak, which is one of the worst in Pittsburgh sports history, you still got it better than a lot of people. You really do. Because it's not like the Penguins haven't had Sidney Crosby that whole time and haven't been making the playoffs. They have. The Steelers haven't had a losing season during that stretch. Now, the Pirates haven't been good, but go back the last 40 years. They ain't been good a lot of the time. The Penguins and the Steelers have at least done enough to be interesting. And the Steelers were undefeated through 11 games in one of those seasons. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying you need to accept it. But our bad here in Pittsburgh ain't as bad as a lot of places bad. And hopefully, this is the floor. I suspect it's not, but hopefully it's the floor and you just move forward. I do think that the Steelers are probably the next closest team to winning a playoff game slash series. These Penguins is currently constructed. The only way they'd win a playoff series is if Jari plays the way he's played in most regular seasons in the playoffs. But that guy came back for a game and got dinged up in the third period. You can never count on that guy to be healthy. And when he's been healthy, he's been great in the regular season and not so great in the playoffs. So I don't think they're going to have a different fate this year unless their different fate is them simply not making the playoffs. Whereas the Steelers, they're different than the Pens. The Pens are old. The Steelers, they're mediocre but young. So, well, at least there's that. Josh tweets at underscore Adam Crowley, anyone who thinks Warren is better than Harris is a complete moron. Harris is a top five back easy, needs a better OC to open the run game up. I don't know how anybody could say he's easily a top five running back when the statistics would point out that he's not. I mean, his first season, he was a volume guy. He hasn't averaged four yards a carry yet. I think Najee Harris can be top 10-ish, but top five when the guy ain't averaged four yards a carry in his career, you could tell me, yeah, Matt Canada, yeah, 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 I'm with you on Canada but you're running the ball. Find holes that were there. And if you look at how the Steelers' offensive line was graded out this year, there were more yards on the bone for Najee Harris. I don't see him as top five. Overall, I think it could be a top five running attack if you've got a top 10-ish running back and then a really good backup that you sprinkle in there and with this line growing. But Najee Harris, come on. Top five back. Here's the other thing about Najee. If he's not a top five back, that ain't worth the first-round pick. And even if he is, still probably, given all their other needs, wasn't worth the first-round pick. I don't think I'm ever moving off that one. 412-928-9370, the number to call on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Up next, survive in advance. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So on the topic of nausea, which I didn't even know I was going to get into today, but hey, it's the early morning show. We're free-flowing? Easy for me to say. Maybe the booze were free-flowing early this morning. Got this tweet from Josh. Anyone who thinks Warren is better than Harris is a complete moron. Harris is a top five back easy. Needs better OC to open up the running game. Was Matt Canada just calling better plays for Jalen Warren? Or was the offensive line just better for Jalen Warren? Because my guy averaged five yards a carry this year. Meanwhile, Najee Harris didn't. I'm not saying Jalen Warren's a better player. But why was one guy so much more significant on a per carry basis than the other guy, if the offensive coordinator is the same for both. I think that combination can be a potent one-two punch this season. And if it's not, then yes, Matt Canada needs to go. There's many things that can get me to that end sentence there. Matt Canada needs to go, but that would be one of the things. I don't think I'm setting the expectation too high. Why can't it be a top-five rushing attack in the NFL? They had 2,000 yards rushing for the first time in a season for the first time, I think, in eight years. So why can't you do that over the course of a full season? I think that they can and should. And if they don't, heads must roll. Pitt basketball won again last night. They get their 20th win in the season. They are all but a lock for the NCAA tournament. Joe Lenardi was on with us yesterday, the fan morning show, ESPN's bracketologist. He said Pitt's going to fall likely somewhere between the 8 and 10 seed line They were a 10 yesterday, and you could say, man, they're right there at the top of the ACC standings. And this was brought up on the the broadcast yesterday, that Pitt, they could win the league. They still have Miami. They got a game against Syracuse. They got to play against Notre Dame. If things bounce their way, if other teams lose, they could win the ACC. But let's say they lose to Syracuse at home. Or go on the road and lose to a bad Notre Dame team. Let's just say they lose one of those games. They'd find themselves right on the bubble. Probably still on the right side of the bubble. But that's what Lenardi said. If Pitt takes care of business, they're in. But they're not a lock yet. They're all but a lock. Because they're going to be favored in every game but the Miami one. But you got to take care of business. And last night it was not pretty. It was a gut check win. They were in a dogfight with a not good Georgia Tech team, albeit a team that's got better over the course of the last five games that's been much more competitive. You lose that game, it's danger zone for Pitt, and you're tight the rest of the way. I don't care what it looked like, though. That is a massive, massive victory for the Pitt Panthers. Now, the Nets not going to love it, the computer rankings, right, because they were favored by... 12 and a half, and they won by, let's take a look here at my trusty sheet of paper, by eight. The net does take into account your opponent and then how much you beat that opponent by. There is a margin of victory column in there that does matter for the net rankings. So I have to look whenever it updates this morning, and I'm sure it's not updated yet until about 8 a.m., not that I'm sick and look at that thing every day. I'm guessing Pitt's not going to move up much. But had they lost, they would have dropped precipitously. And if you are in the 
mid 50s or if you are in the 60s in net and Pitt may have dropped into the 60s in net you're in the danger zone to not make the tournament so a massive massive non-loss is the way I would look at it if I'm a Pitt fan yesterday it wasn't pretty it comes off the heels of a loss at Virginia Tech Miami went in there last night took care of business you just needed to get the dub Syracuse, they'll junk it up. They're going to play that zone. I actually think Pitt's a good matchup for that zone because they shoot threes the way that they do, and they haven't been a great rebounding team. Well, Syracuse not great rebounding because of that zone, and also you can find the open spots and you can hit some threes, but it doesn't matter. You just win that game. It could be Mike Bray's final home game, Notre Dame. Doesn't matter. Don't care the score. Just win that game. You do that, you win those two games, you're in the tournament. No question about it. Just don't lose those games is what I'm saying. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Yeah, it's from Kennedy. What up, Ed? The Penguins are in a situation where they need to reveal. I've heard the ownership uh, needs that playoff money every year to stay afloat. Correct. So what do you do, really? Uh, What trading tips do you have? Well, you don't have much. And thank you for the call, Ed. You're the man. 412-928-9370. The Penguins can't rebuild, rebuild, because that means they'd have to trade Malkin and Latang, and they're not going to do that for the reason you just said. One of the reasons why they kept the big three together this offseason is because they thought that the last two years they were actually deserving playoff series winners and yet didn't win because of goaltending and some bad luck. But the other reason that the big threes kept together is to get butts in seats and hopefully... Ron Hextall's got to be thinking, and the Fenway Sports Group's got to be thinking, your floor is to make the playoffs, which is going to, again, get butts and seats, and it's going to help you make the bills or pay the bills. But I don't think they can rebuild, rebuild. I mean, you could trade Jake Gensel, okay? You could trade Brian Rust. You could try to trade Ricard Raquel. I mean, but what are you getting that's going to help you then turn the franchise around I'm not sure subtracting a great player like Jake Gensel is going to help you might get quantity what kind of quality are you going to get and if it's draft picks in return okay what does that guarantee so I just think you got to stay the course try to make the playoffs and I'm okay with that now they've won the championship three times with Crosby and Malkin and Latang. if you keep making the playoffs until those guys Walk off into the sun. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think I'm actually okay with that. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Silver Autos, Colorado's back in stock with a great selection. Stop in and online at sunchevy.com. Rain today, highs climbing into the upper 50s. By 10 o'clock, it'll be in the 60s. Tomorrow, going to be beautiful. I don't know, maybe. But it's going to be 70 degrees. Richie Walsh was on with Pony yesterday. Molsey was out. So solo Pony. And Richie Walsh, who's down in Bradenton, scary situation unfolded yesterday. 
where a patron went onto the field and then collapsed, but it is doing okay. But Richie had a one-on-one conversation with Brian Reynolds, Pirates center fielder, who has a trade request into the Bucks, is hoping, though, to get something done from a contract perspective. And Brian Reynolds made Richie feel, in Richie's mind, this is what he said, that something could get done here. And Richie is actually predicting that the Pirates and Brian Reynolds will agree on a six-year, something close to a $100 million contract before opening day. Now, this would get Pirates fans excited, I would think, because he would be the first $100 million player in Pirates history. I don't know why that song doesn't fade out. It just ends. That's okay. I probably should change the beds. They've been the same since I've taken over. These are all Matt Cole's beds. I'm not talking bad about Matt Cole, but, well, they're all his beds. I wouldn't sleep in his bed. I probably shouldn't just have his music going. I think Pirates fans would be excited about Brian Reynolds getting that $100 million deal, and I'd get it, and it's always better to have good players around, and he is a top-five center fielder by almost every metric in Major League Baseball, but I'll still continue to bang this drum. They're not going to pay two players $100 million at the same time. And while Brian Reynolds is 28 years old, O'Neill Cruz is 25. I would give O'Neill Cruz a big money contract right now before I would do one with Brian Reynolds. You're not going to pay both. Pay the younger player with superstar potential. That's what I would do, and I would think signing Reynolds would preclude them from doing anything of the such. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 